The New Orleans Pelicans have won nine out of their last 11, and Zion Williamson looks like he's back at Duke. So, is Zion an MVP candidate, and can he win the top award? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, the Zion MVP show. We did yesterday, the Pelicans, the deepest team. In the NBA, this was the other one y'all wanted to hear. Is Zion Williamson an MVP candidate? And how can he win the award? What does he need to win the award? We're going to break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, coming to you like no one else is. Short shows designed for your morning commute, evening commute, whenever you've got time to listen. We cover it all, we get the information you need in shortly completely free like no one else so subscribe tell a friend about the show leave a five-star review with a comment as well and comment down below on youtube do you think zion williamson can win mvp is he an mvp candidate right now and look the numbers are good even if at times they look somewhat pedestrian this is still a guy that is working his way back into form and he's finally starting to hit his stride for the season He's averaging 23.6 points per game, 7 rebounds, 4.3 assists. He's shooting incredibly well from the field, 59%. He shot 61% two years ago as a sophomore. So he's getting kind of his form back. And if you look at the past four games without Brandon Ingram in the lineup for a lot of this, 27 points per game, 9.8 rebounds, so 10 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 2 steals, 1.8 blocks, so basically two blocks. He's doing that while shooting 64% from the field, getting to the line nine times per game, and making him at 78.4%. Those numbers, that stat line, that is an MVP stat line. The numbers are only going to continue to get better because you do realize this, or you do see that this team realizes that the point Zion experiment is the way to go. And he's been flirting with triple doubles now. He's had a couple of multiple double double games, 10 rebounds, 15 rebounds. And the other night, in the win on the road at San Antonio, San Antonio, so keep that in mind 30 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists. That is an absurd stat line for a 6'6 power forward playing on the perimeter like he does. The numbers are there. And when you get even further into a lot of these numbers, it's really great. His usage rate is in the 96th percentile in the league. So he's getting the ball in his hands, which if you want to be an MVP, you've got to kind of be the main guy. He's doing that right now. His points per shot attempt is absurdly high. If you look at his individual offensive rating, not team offensive rating with him out there on the court, just how well he scores... 
It's up there as one of the tops in the league. He's assisting on over one-fifth of Pelicans makes when he's out there on the court, too. He's kind of doing it all. And that's the type of thing you need if you want to be an MVP. You've got to be the leader on your team and kind of unequivocally the leader on the team. You have C.J. McCollum, you have Brandon Ingram, but I think we've seen, especially with this time that B.I. has been out, that no one can really influence a game the way that Zion can with his court gravity. Is Brandon Ingram a better shooter, scorer at all three levels? You could argue so, but Zion doesn't need that for his game. He gets into the paint and he is so dominant down low that no one can stop it. He scores more in the paint than Giannis does. He shoots better in the paint than Giannis does. At the rim, he does all of these things in a way that really no one else compares to with him when he's out there. 69% at the rim. He shot 203 attempts at the rim this year. He's made 140 of them. And a lot of those misses were early on in the year when he was either getting hacked, not going to the line because of it, or when he didn't have his touchback. But you're starting to see those performances from him when, oh, this guy doesn't really miss. 64% from the field, basically 64% at the rim in the paint these past four games. You're starting to see those percentages just go up and up and up. And I don't think you're going to see very many three of seven games that he's had in the past, or six of 11, which is even a bad performance from him, or 11 for 20. Early on in the season, he had a 7-for-19 game against the Charlotte Hornets in their second game. Game they still won, by the way. You're not really going to see that anymore. He's going to continue to put in more dominant performances and then create for others. So those assist numbers also go up. And oh, by the way, the team's winning. I think that's a big part of this, too. This is a team that looked like they were on the rise last year, getting into the postseason, playing well after the C.J. McCollum trade. And now you add Zion back into the mix and they're the two seed in the West. Voters take note of that. And this is not a knock on Brandon Ingram or CJ McCollum. It's just this is Zion and what he does. And those guys can work very well off him, be all-stars or borderline all-stars, get their points, and also help this team win too because you need other scorers out there with Zion. But with the way Zion's playing, and we haven't even really gotten into his defense yet, which we'll get to a little bit more in the third segment of today's show, well, yeah, this is how you start to build a case statistics-wise by doing things that no one else is doing in the NBA, by being unstoppable at the things that you do in the NBA to win this type of award. And he's got plenty of incentive to do it. If he wins MVP, that's about $40 million more on his contract with the Rose Rule escalators that they have in there on that extension that kicks in next year. So he's got plenty of motivation, you could say, to be able to go out and play the way that he is. But it's also leading the teams to win. They're 4-0 over these last four games with him playing at an MVP level. That seems to be a good thing for the Pelicans and their chances in the postseason. But what else do you need to win this award besides just absurd stat lines, right? How else is this kind of looked at and measured? And a big part of it is narrative. And we just hinted at some of that. Let's look at that and why that could really be a thing that pushes him over the edge here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This is my favorite thing to do. It's not in Louisiana, but when you're on the road or if you live out of state, it's a great option. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You want to pick Zion over 26 and a half points, over seven and a half assists, you can do that. 
Basically, you pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win 25 times on your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people, which is the best part about this. It's just you versus the projections that you see. Use that sports knowledge, more or less than that. And prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch, NBA, NFL, whatever it is you might want to get into, they have it. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, they're safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. If you deposit 50, they're going to give you 50. You deposit 100, they're going to give you 50 or uh, $100. And don't forget enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, looking at Zion in the MVP race today. But if you want to catch up on all sports, the Locked On Sports Today podcast is the way to go. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So we just went over Zion's stats. The numbers that you see in the box score on basketball-reference.com, on nba.com slash stats, all the places I use, and that you probably used to look at stats too. And they're incredible. They're eye-popping, and they're only going to keep getting better, I believe. But what else do you need to try and win MVP? And another part of that is a narrative around you. We've seen that with the past couple of people. It's also why when a guy wins two MVPs, no one wants to vote for them a third time because they're kind of sick of that player. They're at the top. This is the level they should be at. They're not MVP anymore. So it's rare when you see back-to-back MVPs or three-time MVPs or anything like that or guys winning that award multiple, multiple, multiple times. But Zion has a pretty good narrative, doesn't he? Didn't play last year. Dealt with a lot of the mental issues that he did, the injuries that he went through, being potentially overweight and those type of things, and then seemingly putting it all together, coming out and elevating this Pelicans team even further. Pretty much the same squad as last year. There were no real new big additions outside of Dyson Daniels to the roster. And yet they're second in the West, not just fighting for the play-in tournament like they did. That's a way to kind of get yourself noticed with Zion, the missing piece, the thing that really brings them further. That narrative, I do believe, is a really important thing. So you kind of have the comeback story, right? The overcoming the adversity, even if some of that adversity was self-created, let's say. Coming back from injury, the comeback, all of those sorts of things. And now he's leading a really good team. And that win over the Denver Nuggets, where Zion was great, really took it to Nikola Jokic, is important too. You remember last year, the MVP race came down to Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. And those matchups where they went head-to-head and who prevailed kind of shifted the narrative a little bit. You know, is it was Giannis able to maybe get back at the top of his throne? Or was it going to be Embiid who finally gets in there for the first time? Or Jokic able to defend his position at the top by beating those teams? Didn't end up working out that way. But Zion winning these head-to-head matchups against big players. I'm about to record Lockdown NBA after this. They're every Wednesday, by the way. We're going to look at the, the Luka Doncic versus Nikola Jokic matchup. The Mavs versus the Nuggets, which went on on Tuesday night. And kind of look at it from that perspective. That's what people do. You know, I'm not an award voter, but others are 
taking the same kind of approach. So winning is really important. And then winning, not just beating the San Antonio Spurs, but getting those wins over good teams. The Nuggets, the Raptors would have been great to get one over the Boston Celtics. Those are the type of things that are super important. Leading a top offense, definitely part of that too. Making your teammates better, which I want to get to in the next segment, and playing defense helps. But having a narrative, and Zion definitely has that. He's a feel-good story right now. He looks like he's back at Duke, right? We keep hearing, Duke Zion is back. Dude finally really committed to basketball in a way that he's never had before, and he's even said he rediscovered his love of the game. This is what he wants to do. Those are the type of things that play well to voters, and he has that, and that's often a missing piece. It's not just LeBron James being great, but LeBron James gets MVP consideration because, well, look at what he's doing at his age. Doesn't it make it more impressive even if his numbers aren't as good? And so if Zion's stats continue to go up and up and up, and we expect them to now that he's getting back into game shape, kind of up to game speed and dominating the way that we were expecting him to, it matches all of that, and it really fits all of that. And I think that is something that really can elevate him in these type of standings. He's going to have matchups soon against Giannis. If he's able to win that, even if they don't really play against each other a ton, that helps you. The fact that the Pelicans beat Luka Doncic earlier in the year, even if Zion didn't play in that one, at the end of the year, if they're 3-1 and one against the Dallas Mavericks or 4-0, and oh, that's going to factor into the conversation. So being on a good, good team that has a lot of depth that we talked about yesterday, super important for his candidacy. Going on a four-game winning streak, winning nine out of 11 with those injuries there too, that's part of the narrative. Look at what he's doing without Brandon Ingram, with CJ McCollum playing poorly, no, no Herb Jones in the lineup. They're down two, three starters, it feels like at times. And he's still getting them to a victory. Even if those other guys are good and better than, say, other teams, it feels like he's dragging them, right? That's the type of thing you need. That is an X factor. That's the difference maker, what can put you over the top in the MVP race. But there's also a couple of other things that I think he's really got going for him that a lot of other candidates aren't going to do. But you can kind of look at what Jokic has done the past couple of years and what's won him these MVPs. And see how that really does apply to Zion. Let's get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether it's football, basketball, to soccer, esports. Maybe you want to get in on the Cotton Bowl. I saw it was Tulane minus one. I love seeing them favored. Maybe you think USC is going to surprise them in a sense, or Tulane is going to finally close out the season really strong. You can find all those odds as well as anything you want with the Pelicans and NBA futures, including MVP futures, over at betonline.net. So maybe you see Zion's there, plus 4,000. That's really good value. Get in on it. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now. BetOnline.net, BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here and available wherever you get your podcasts, completely free, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team in a way that no one else is. You want to support the show, number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube, or leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Now for your second listen, 
Uh, if you listen to yesterday's show when I was like, Saints are up. Maybe they're going to win and this will be the turning point of the season. So go listen to Locked on Saints. That didn't end up happening. They lost. Now what do we make of this team? Do they just tear it all down? Does Dennis Allen need to be fired? Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints, breaking down everything you want to know about the black and gold. And there's a whole lot to talk about with them right now and what the future is going to look like. So make sure you make Locked on Saints your second listen. So today we are talking about Zion Williamson. Can he win MVP? Is he an MVP candidate? I think you're going to start to see his name mentioned in this. Everyone is talking about this Pelicans team right now, and Zion is playing incredibly. The narrative is starting to form. He's doing it while this team is injured, and they're still winning games. That is, when you think of the Pelicans, right, if they're down starters, they lose. We're never supposed to have this kind of luck or be this good even with injuries. That's supposed to derail everything. It's not happening. Is that because of Zion? It's because it's of a lot of things, but Zion's the engine really driving all of that. So he's starting to see everything with that. And you're starting to kind of see this path emerge for him to really get in that conversation. And when you start to look at some of the more advanced statistics around him, that's where I think it's almost like the X factor, right? You always love a player that makes his teammates better. Jokic, triple double from a big man, best passing big man we've ever seen, which is not incorrect by any stretch. And voters love that. Can you make other guys better rather than just have pure individual greatness? Giannis kind of does it with his defense, right? It's not just offense, it's defense, it's helping his team. Here, it's Zion making his teammates better while also playing defense in a way that he never has before. 23 potential assists the other night. That is an absurd statistic in that win over the uh, San Antonio Spurs when he flirted with a triple-double. As this team keeps shooting their threes, making their threes, those assist numbers are going to go up. If he can put together a number of triple doubles in wins, ideally, with the passing, 10-plus assists, you're going to start to see him... The other narrative that's going to emerge is look at how much better he makes his teammates. The court gravity is insane. And when you watch him, and you watch him fight through double teams, right, and score through four or five guys... That picture of Toronto where he's dunking the ball and they're all just staring up at him. He had to get through those guys to get there to get to that point to be able to score like that. That just goes one-on-one in the box score. Two points. But when you watch it, that's when voters are like, oh my God, look at how special this guy is. Look at what he's doing. He's scoring over four guys. We got to give that guy the MVP. That's not the same as going one-on-one and getting a dunk or a layup. It's doing it with that amount of attention on you and then making your teammates better because of it. Making some of those highlight S passes and then Trey Murphy, Jose, and others knocking down the shots. You know, setting up Brandon Ingram and making his life easier. Same for CJ McCollum. That's how you really can influence voters a lot. Make your team better by what you do out on the court. Don't just go and get empty points, empty stats. That was a big knock against Russell Westbrook with his MVP season, averaging the triple-double. And it's like, well, it's empty numbers. He chases rebounds, all of those things. It doesn't feel like Zion is doing any of that. Everything he's doing out there has a weight to it, is influential to it. And then you're seeing him commit on defense in a way that he really never has before. Those steals, those blocks, what he's been averaging during this run, two steals per game, almost two blocks per game, and some of those highlight-esque blocks, him just playing solid defense, good rotations, the Pelicans' defense being good when he's out there on the court. 
You can be a two-way player that's going to influence it. Jokic was able to get a lot of MVP support because people are like, oh, he cares on defense now. He's actually good on defense or he's above average or he's at least trying on defense. It wasn't a negative to detract from him anymore. It was actually a positive in his favor. Instead of being in that cons column, it's in the pros or at least you're not even listing it in the cons even if it's not listed in the pros. That's useful. Things that don't detract from you and eliminating that from your game, that will go a long way. So if this Pelicans team remains good, keeps getting big wins over quality teams, and Zion is starring during all of this, and the Pelicans are better than we thought they were going to be, you know, you might have had him in the playing tournament. You might have had him fighting for the sixth, you know, sixth or fifth seed. Maybe you had them as one of the top two seeds, but I don't think many people did, including national media. They're outplaying the expectations right now. And they haven't even scratched the surface of how good they can be. That's how you get an MVP award. That's how Zion can really establish himself as one of the top guys in the league. And I think he is doing that right now. He influences this team in such a massive way. And it's leading to wins. He's playing defense. He's making his teammates better. This team's fun and good and is going to have a lot of eyes on it. So this is his time to get into the into the running for it, particularly with the narrative he has kind of as a redemption story, a comeback story. I think he can win MVP. It's still tough. Tatum's probably number one and by a good bit right now with how good the Boston Celtics are. But as the Pelicans start to kind of round into form, start to become really good, you'll see them kind of get into this. They're not at Boston's level right now, but they're pretty close to Milwaukee's level, I'd say. And Giannis is almost always going to be in the MVP conversation. So it's time to probably put, start putting Zion in there, or at least talking about him as like a fringe MVP candidate that's going to probably end up finishing in the top three, top five, as we get closer towards the end of the season. So do you think he's an MVP candidate? Is this team not there yet? Is he not there just yet? Or do you think he will be by the end of the season? Let me know in the YouTube comments down below. Is there something I missed that you think also helps his candidacy? I always love to see when you guys fill in the gaps on things that I don't get to in the show. So let me know in the comments down below. And also enjoy the game tonight. Taking on the Pistons, chance for another win for the Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.